0: Mark Selby, Chair and CEO of Canada Nickel, advancing the Crawford Nickel Sulphide discovery, uh, the largest since the early 1970s to end a feasibility study the end of this year and uh, towards production by the middle part of this decade.
1: Mark, uh, good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Um, we kind of caught up last week and we briefly covered, over, covered off some of the things I want to talk to you about today, okay? Because um, you're getting a bit of a stick at the moment. you kind of you know been on this wonderful run um, for the last 18 months, uh, accelerated time frame, all of that kind of good stuff. Your share price is getting Hammered at the moment. I want to yeah. understand why, because you put out some press releases last week. Obviously, you raised 51.6 million uh, bucks, but it didn't come from the strategic partner you've been telling us about. And also, press release about putting up much higher grade, um, uh, drill results and market didn't seem to care. So I, I just want to try and understand what's going on. So let's maybe kind of, uh, deal with some of those variables and I want to understand the why. So higher grade sure. draw results, that's good news. Yeah. Oh no, no. We we were very happy. I mean, you know, right now has largely been an infill
0: drilling program because we're uh, going to get a resource out by the end of the Q two, which it'll support the feasibility study uh, at the end of Q four. Uh, we had a uh, press release back at the end of last year about the this higher grade core that we found in in the east zone, and, and again we're expecting you know higher grade for this project today to somewhere been in the, you know in anywhere north of point three and up to, towards. to 0.5. So you know we were very happy when we saw 70 meters uh, at over 0.6, and in in that you know 12 meters at at one percent grade, uh, you know in in the deeper part of the east zone. And so you know again the fact that it was you know this system was able to generate those kind of grades in that specific location, you know creates the opportunity for you know us to find you know potentially more of those grades elsewhere in the deposit. Yeah, again we've been very focused on infill drilling. And, and, you know, maximizing the capital efficiency of the drilling that we're doing. So we really haven't had a chance to step out too much yet, but now that we've got the money in the bank, you know, we'll be able to end to, the fees of resources, drilling for the resources done, you know, we can start to, you know, to step out a little bit and, and see what else uh, Crawford has in store for us.
1: Well, look, look. I just perhaps going over a bit of ground which we've again covered off before. But anyway, for anyone new to this, it, it, it may, may be interesting to what you say, I guess. Uh, which is, there's not a lot of drill holes gone in, so it's it's a very different type of drilling and exploration for this type of nickel uh ore body that you that you're saying. I'd love to understand the why, and then I would love to actually understand: can we expect to see? Because you're starting to understand a little bit more about the body, is can we expect to see more of this high-grade stuff? Because you know, you know, point three, point four doesn't sound uh, too good. I don't know how you make money uh, at those sorts of numbers. So, how do you improve that picture and, and, and that narrative? Yeah, so it, you know, in terms of you know the
0: the you know the efficiency of this drilling, in terms of meters drilled, in terms of the resource that you get, uh, it, again in scale, you know, these are much more like large low grade copper porphyries or or molybdenum porphyries, um, where you have a very disseminated material. And and again, you know, what determines your drill spacing is the geologists do calculations around geostatistics and figure out, okay, you know, how far apart are the drill holes before you you, you, you know, you have a certain confidence in terms of the resource that's there. And in a disseminated ore body, those things can be very widely spaced. So again, if you look at, at any large lower grade copper porphyry, you will see, you know, very, very similar drill spacing to the kind that we're using here. The other part that makes it really effective is, again, when you're drilling for high grade narrows. You know, stuff you might drill a 500 meter or 800 meter hole, and only 10 meters of that 500 meters ends up as assays that go into block model. In our case, when we drill a 500 meter hole, you know, once we're through the overburden, it's basically, you know, um, meters that are going to end up in a block model. So we'll get 470 meters worth of assays out of a 500 meter hole. So uh, again, in terms of nickel generated per dollar of drilling, you know, this is very, very, uh, you know, uh, highly effective. In terms of grade, you know, again, when you're mining underground and you're mining a couple percent nickel, that's great. But your mining cost is going to be well over a hundred dollars a ton, you know, to, to mine those types. Typically, those types uh, of ore bodies. When you're mining at open pit at the scale that we are, again, you're looking, you know, sub two dollars. Uh, you know, Canadian, uh, you know, for the kind of, of, of deposit that's there. So, you know, what you need to look at is the, you know, NSR. So how much revenue do you get for every ton of rock you pull out of the ground and how much operating costs? So, you know, in our case, the PEA, the best years were $30 on average is 20 and our average life of mine cost is about, you know, just over $8 a ton. So you're looking at a 60% operating margin for 25 years you know and again from the resource drilling we're doing we're expecting a 50 to 100 percent plus increase uh, in that resource and we're very confident based on the results um, that we had in that release and, and the results we've had since you know um, you know that we're going to you know be, you know come in very very well uh, on that front and so you know we're going to have a very very large scale resource that you know these types of grades and these types of scale can be very profitable operation and and so again when you can get to point three to point four you know that ex, extra incremental revenue um, you know becomes uh, a lot of incremental cash flow.
1: Okay, and so just remind me that the new resource comes out when
0: uh, end of Q before the end of Q two.
1: End of Q two. Okay. Yeah. We're quite close. Okay. Um. I, okay. I I understand that better. Um. I I, I even buy that. Uh, in terms of the economics, or you know, multi-decade uh, or even multi-cycle um, events. So, the next bit is you told the market you were going to bring in a strategic partner. Mm-hmm. So that's strategic who would also use their balance sheet and put put equity into into the company. That didn't happen. You went out to the market and did it conventionally. Fifty one point six million. It's a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. Where's the strategic guy?
0: Yeah, so I talked about it all through the second half of last year, and in the first part of of this year, uh, there was one group um, who was very close and had some other issues not related to our project at all, but with the rest of their asset portfolio um, that stepped away. We're in discussions with with other other people. Um, And, you know, simply, you know, the reasons why we're doing a strategic investor, it was fundamentally, it's a means to an end. Uh, it's it's two things. One, it it tells the market, you know, that the project, you know, is needed, um, you know, by the industry. And number two, it helps give confidence because again, there's not a lot of deposits that look like this, and so fund managers and so forth need a little hand-holding to feel confident to step into to, to quote a new type of story. And so, you know, when the LME stopped ceased trading. Um, people realized that you know, one quarter of, of the world's nickel that's not Chinese controlled uh, just became radioactive uh, when Russia invaded Ukraine um, and the nickel price you know, went up to nearly $100,000 a ton. You know, that was more than enough convincing you know, for us to get more than 25 institutions you know, to come into the story, most of them for the first time, and be able to raise all the capital we need to get uh, to the second quarter next year that's without giving up a 10% stake to somebody, which might act as a deterrent for some people who may come in uh, and, and wanna to, want to take us out at, at some point. Two, we don't have a big brother uh, who's you know, got maybe a whole pile of internal policies and approaches to things that they're gonna try and insert themselves uh, into the process and slow us down in terms of you know, what we're trying to accomplish here. So, and it leaves us you know, with all of the options on the table and those strategic discussions are, are still coming. I'm in Europe today, I was in, in the continent, uh, earlier this week, I'm in and I'm in London today, and so, uh, you know, the, the good thing is now is with being fully funded, you know, we can take our time. You know, we have all the leverage, and and again, the nickel market is just going to continue to improve as the, as the year goes on. And the other key piece is strategics never buy in the market. You know, what we want to do is get out of. You know, we've been kind of capped into this three dollar fifty share range, um, you know, for the last while, and we need to break out of it. And the way you break out of it is to have some large institutional buyers start picking up stock, aggregating stock. They need a they need a starter position to get going, and they're going to start accumulating that stock. And so, once we get through this noble overhang, which which is where that you know has been a been a big negative for the, the share price in the last three weeks here. Once we're over that, these guys you'll see these guys step into the market, and we can move forward from here.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll talk about Noble in a second, right? Because I need, I need yeah. to understand what's going on with the share price. Um, I say you've been you've been in the, the, the darling of the market, nickel market for sure for a while, but not so much in the last three weeks. But um, let me come back to this, your statement, because you said need a strategic because it shows that, they, it, that the that the the industry needs us, they value us, and what what we are presenting to the marketplace. So I appreciate all the reasons why it's also a good thing not to have a strategic on board as you just out, outlined. Okay, I, yeah. I understand yeah. that. But it, it wasn't a case of, it's not you, it's it's me, like it's some sort of breakup line. I, it's not necessarily the, the, the case. When you say they had their yeah. own problems, there'll be people that go, oh, sure, they said that. So yeah, yeah. What, what what do you mean by that? It wasn't us, it, it was them. Yeah. So in that case, you know, there's somebody who's been fairly aggressive in the
0: marketplace um, and had a couple deals of their other deals blow up in their face, which then <laughs> made their ability to complete a deal. And, and again, having been in the corporate development space in mining for 20 years, I've only had one other deal fall away um, that had had gone this this far. So um, you know, in that in that specific case, it was uh, it was them, it wasn't us. Uh, and again, the the other participants at the table, uh, they, they they take longer; they're on longer fuses. We you know we we knew that, and so um, you know, again, people say, oh. You know Selby's line, you know, he's full of whatever. Um, you know, those discussions are ongoing. The The Russia situation has just you know created another whole cent- level of urgency, uh, in some of those discussions. And so, you know, um, stay tuned and, and we'll see how the rest of the year progresses here.
1: Okay, so what I'm hearing is you got you got the money you wanted, that's the key thing means to end. Yeah. That, that was what you wanted the money, the endorsement yeah. by a strategic, a industry player, recognized industry player. That hasn't gone away, but you want to be in control of the timing, not relying the timing. On them. The timing right. and the terms are now in my control. Got not it. Their control. Got it. Okay. And I and I guess with the money on board it allows you to do things which increase the value, which increase the the type of conversation you might have with that strategic over over their participation and what they get for it. Uh, okay, understand that. What I can't what I can't understand. What I can't understand, if I believe all of the above, is why your share price is being hammered. You've indicated that there's an overhang with Noble. Maybe explain the Noble connection from way back when, and you know, and, and what that what's that what that means to you today? Yeah. So, so Noble was one of the, the you know, founding companies where we
0: acquired the asset from. You know, they had a block of shares. We've done some other transactions with them to accumulate um, some other properties uh, around us, um, and so they you know they have a They've about 5.6 million shares, um, you know, as of as of now, um, and then they announced a dividend that's coming out of of uh, about I think it's going to work out to about three and a half million shares. Um, uh, because it's a substantial portion of of the value of the company, uh, it gets treated a little bit differently. So a portion of it's called what's called a return of capital. Um, so it's not a taxable dividend per se, and then and then a portion of it, depending on where our share price is. Uh, which is, I, I believe, April 18th, um, the, uh, anything above that will be treated as a, uh, a taxable event. So um, the return of capital number based on the share count, you know, a month or so ago was closer to 280 something. Um, and with a bunch of warrants getting exercised, and so there's more Noble shares outstanding, that's the same number of shares. I think that return of capital numbers dropped down to about 260 something. Those, if you're a CNC shareholder, you may have seen those prices, 285, you know, where we've been trading for the last six weeks. And then, you know, surprisingly, not surprisingly, where we've stopped in the last week here is around the $2.60 mark. So whether it's Noble shareholders themselves, whether it's hedge funds anticipating that Noble shareholders are going to be doing something and pushing prices down to that level, you know, that's, you know, the unfortunate uh, situation with the way that, you know, that way that dividend uh, was structured, you know, that, that's created that response. You know, we saw a huge number of shares shorted just before, you um, and reported uh, just before on March 31st, um, some of that would have been the deal. You know, when we announced that, you know, our share price popped um, up from the 285 level up to three something um, uh, with the, the Russia LME announcement, and so um, you know we did we did the, the the deal at 310. So yeah, it would be normal for hedge funds to come in and short your share price down to the issue price. But to start shorting your share price below the the the, the three ten without a warrant attached, and again there were no warrants issued in this deal, you know, is is pretty silly. I've seen a few comments around flow through shares, and, and it was the flow through guys uh, who are shorting the stock. Again, you know, we did a, we did an entirely flow through raise uh, in August of 2021. The, with four-month hold paper, and this is free trading, so they they would have had to hold it for four months. It would have been a perfect opportunity for them to short it during that time frame, and you will see no increase in our short position uh, during that time frame. You know, we we did the deal with with most of the stock going to good quality. Who've been uh, shareholders have been long-term uh, and very supportive uh, of the company. So you know, the fact that they were going to turn around and dump stock uh, below the issue price. Um, and, and again, I, I know the flow two shares, you know, traded a much bigger discount, uh, effectively on a on a, a tax adjusted basis. But it hadn't happened before, so to think that they're doing it now uh, is is uh, is is uh, a little bit uh, unbelievable.
1: Right. A lot of people are also saying, well, this is a factor of you raising the money like you did. They don't, no one's talking about the 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 noble overhang. They're talking about mm-hmm. you've gone and raised this money in the way that you did that they weren't expecting, and that's the reason. The, the stock is down. Is there any credence to that thought? No, I mean,
0: again, at the end of the day, you know, when you're a largely retail net worth base, that takes you to a certain market cap level to be able to get up to the billion dollar plus market cap level. You need large institutions who have multi-billion dollar assets under management, who are gonna, you know, who are gonna who need a starter position, you know, who need a half a million or a million or two million dollars worth of shares, and then they'll start to accumulate. Once they've got that starter position, you know we've we've never been in the position to do that before because we have not done a lot of capital raises uh, since the company got going, and this was our chance to get twenty five new funds, you know, a starter position, you know, to start advancing uh, the Canada Nickel story. So, you know, that's that's what you need to do to be able to take your company to the next level.
1: Right. Okay. A few things I want to talk about. Um, you're going to increase the sorry. You're going to put out a new resource, presumably increase uh, at, at the end of Q2. Um, yeah. How many holes drilled for the first resource? How many more holes are going to be included in this new resource?
0: Yeah. So the PEA was 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 cut off at 65 holes. Um, you know, we're at 200 plus uh, today, so there'll be just over 200 holes that'll be used utilized in the resource base. And again, you know, the PEA was uh, took 900 million tons in a mine plant out of a 1.1 billion ton resource. You know, we're expecting a 50 to 100 percent increase in the resource that'll be utilized in the mine plant, So 1.3 to 1.8 billion tons. You know, out of a much larger uh, resource uh, base that'll be defined.
1: Where do you think potentially that puts you? You were top ten, top eight uh, in terms of size of resource, and you've talked about the economics earlier in the conversation. Where does that put you in terms of size? On that top ten list now,
0: yeah. In terms of sulfide resources, you know that would you know easily put us in the top five, um, and so um, just behind some pretty big companies and some pretty profitable, productive mining operations.
1: Right. Next, I want okay understood. Next, I want to understand. You've got fifty one point six million bucks. You had some money in the bank already. So, and you talked about an expedited process, right? You going to feasibility study yep. by the end of, end of the year. We'll understand the economics a little bit more than we, we did around the PEA, a little bit more certainty around the PEA. So what are you going to be spending the money on to make sure that the economics are as robust as possible? Because that's the thing the institutions are going to look at, that's the yep. thing the strategics are going to look at, um, and I guess the market as a whole, the industry as a whole. So w- what's happening with that money?
0: Yeah, so from now until the end of the year, there'll be a big portion of that spend on on the feasibility itself and, and the detail engineering there. Uh, and again, to do the work to, to a you know have the the, generate the data, you know, so that the fees engineers will sign off on the feasibility study. And then two, you know, be able to, 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 to spend the time to, to make sure that it's optimized and maxima, taking the value to the maximum extent uh, possible, um, you know, given what we know about the deposit today, you know, the other two big streams of work, you know, where you're going to see expenditures are, you know, one in terms of you know expiration potential. You know, we've been focused primarily on Crawford. We poked a few holes um, in some of the the neighboring properties, uh, but again, at the end of last year, we closed uh, 18 deals on on 13 new targets, uh, and you know, again, we've got a bunch there that we think are even bigger and better than what we thought Crawford was back uh, when we started the company in in July, 2019. So with this funding, um, you know, we're gonna be able to to, to move actually a little faster than I was expecting, uh, you know, four months ago. And then the other key piece of it is is the permitting process. So we're very shortly here going to be filing the what's called the initial project description, which is a document that goes in uh, to the government, they start the formal consultation process with that. uh, And that basically starts the timeline running in terms of the permits, which we expect to have provincial federal um, sign off by the, the middle of 2025. And again, there's a bunch of uh, detailed test work that you need to do to be able to support what's what's called the environmental impact statement, which will be filed in another year or so, um, which uh, will be used by the government to evaluate the project and and, and be used uh, in the permitting process.
1: You see, that's, that uh, yeah, so you kind of touched upon what I was going to ask about. Now, I'm just trying to kind of go through what I, what I need to believe and understand. You know, to say this is the time to invest, right? So, the, which is the you went and bought up a whole bunch more properties last year. The, the, the yep. feasibility is on Crawford. Crawford yeah. alone, and you've done this a little bit more kind of step-out drilling over at Crawford East, which is sort of showing these higher grades. But um, and, and and that's that, that's not going to change it. The feasibility is just entirely on on, on Crawford, right? Yeah. yeah? So yeah. how what what percentage of the fifty million or so bucks is going to go on the exploration component? and where oh outside of Crawford yeah, yeah. so we raised yeah. about 20 million in flow through and and the bulk of that
0: will be spent on the regional exploration in um, and, and then as well to some of the PGM zone uh, at Crawford which we've you know basically you know ignored for now because in terms of you know value per dollar spent it was better spent delineating the resource on the feasibility study but uh, you know again pretty much every time uh, we poke a hole in that spot where we think the PGM PGM zone should be um, you know it shows up so you know, we'll be allocating a little bit of that, but the bulk of that flow through money will be spent on the regional properties.
1: Right. Okay. So I'm going to take uh, the kind of LME uh, debacle, which kind of drove share prices, you know, nuts. You know, you 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 were up over you know four bucks at one point there. If we take that out, you're you're sitting, you're, you're kind of you're bouncing around sort of three 320, 330, three twenty, three thirty, three three forty level. You're at two sixty now. Yeah. Why? on earth would I invest in your company right now until we get some clarity about what, what's going on? What, what, what's the upside for me? Yeah, so once we
0: get through this noble noise here, um, you're going to get the resource update, You know, which will be a very substantial increase in the, in the resource, that the increase itself will be bigger than most of the deposits ever discovered. Uh, you will be a feasibility study on what will be one of the 5 largest Nickel-Sulphide operations globally. Uh, in a market that's now desperate for new Nickel projects, and it'll be one of the largest base metal operations in Canada, which again, given all the political issues in South America and other quote, safe jurisdictions, Canada is looking even better um, uh, by uh, comparison. And then you're going to be getting a whole series of uh, uh, results out as we start to step around, you know, these regional properties. And, again, you know, when I formed the company in September 2019, uh, there were, was one historical hole that Inco had poked in the, into the 60s, somebody that the previous owners had drilled four holes when they, they come to me and said, "This we think this might be something and, and there was a geophysical anomaly. That was it. On a bunch of these properties today, we have the geophysics that looks the same or better in terms of scale than what we had at Crawford. In some instances, you know, we have some of these deposits that have 5, 10, 15, 20 holes where they didn't do any assays, but the visual description of the mineralization that was there is exactly the kind of mineralization, you know, that we're looking for at Crawford. And so, again, confidence wise, you know, in 2019, I took most of my net worth and put it in this company. Uh, I've continued to buy the stock all the way through uh, last year, because again, I you know believed in the potential, the regional potential we have to be multiple Crawfords, you know, and today I'm as bullish about where we are at at 280 and the upside from here as I was in September 2019 at 25 cents, and and, and where we've gone from there.
1: But you you, you should be, and you know, and that's what that's what you've got you've got to be right. But for me, I'm looking into this thing going, I, I need to understand where this goes. So, what does something like we will be a top five nickel in terms of scale, top five nickel company globally? We will be the biggest base metal uh, company in Canada. What's the, what's the even mean? Like, how do I understand what the scale or, 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 of that? You're what 290 million market cap today. Yeah.
0: yeah. Big companies only want to buy world scale assets. You saw, you know, Wilu and BHP in a bidding war for Noron just because it had big expiration potential, um, you know, and, and a, you know one you know small to medium size nickel resource and a and a decent sized chrome resource was there. If you look at the assets that get taken out, you know, it's for assets that have multi hundred million dollar EBITDA potential, you know, that are among the largest. You know, deposits that are there. The majors already own most of the big assets and copper and zinc and iron ore and all the others. And, and again, what they want are large scale, multi decade resources in good jurisdictions, um, you know, where there's certainty of permitting. And so we tick all those boxes. So, so, so to be of that scale opens us up to the biggest potential bidders uh, for this asset in the world.
1: So you are confident that you can deliver? Oh, yes. Very, very confident.